Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and as I say every day, I'm really excited to be with you today because I'm going to talk about something that's really just, it should be at the top of everyone's mind, and unfortunately, I don't think it is for most people, and and so this is my effort in, in bringing this to the top of everybody's mind and letting everybody know how accessible happiness can be. Right. You heard me talk the other day. I'm sure I think I mentioned it the other day that I actually recently purchased the domain name that says be happy for no reason dot com. And I'm so excited for that because happiness for no reason is is a very, you know, very important and very weighty uh you know, uh, statement or, or, or label for, for me. And, uh, and I want to tell you why. Okay. There was a time in my life not long ago where, you know, things were not great, right? Like, like I had plenty of reasons to not be happy, right? We, you know, it was actually just last year in the, in the midst of the coronavirus and everything else, right? Our kids, you know, our kids had, had been pulled out of school because of some emotional issues and stuff. So we started homeschooling and the idea was that, you know, my, wife was going to be homeschooling a lot and I was going to be homeschooling a bit and I was working outside also uh, to supplement the income that I had here, right? And when the coronavirus hit, right, (laughs) everything changed dramatically, right? And all of a sudden, my wife had to go work full time. You know, I couldn't work outside because I had to be with the kids. So therefore, our finances suffered immensely. And we got to the point where we were not able to pay the rent. We, we were getting eviction notices. We were, you know, living in, in this, you know, really like pretty hard times, you know? I mean, I'm not comparing myself to anybody who lives in like extreme poverty in the world. You know, it's all relative, of course. But for us and our family, you know, we had plenty of reasons reasons to not be happy, right? Like things were not going well for us. But at the same time, I found myself happy. And I was examining this and I was, you know, I have been examining it ever since then. And I, you know, I actually spoke with my coach not too long ago and she, she shared the same exact experience, the same exact notion is that when she, you know, was, you know, when she early in the years of her practicing mindfulness and, and, you know, she's actually an ordained Buddhist uh, minister, you know, a nun or monk, I'm not sure what they call it, but, but, uh, but, but she, uh, you know, she mentioned the same thing to me, like in a conversation when we were talking, you know, I mentioned this, that, you know, like sometimes I find myself just sitting here and just feeling happy, you know, even as the world is like burning around me, I feel happy. And I was almost like, I was questioning it almost as though it was a fault, right? Almost as though I was somehow, you know, I've talked in this podcast before about bliss bypass, right? And that's a, that's a real thing, right? People who, you know, kind of go into meditation, and, and go on silent retreats to, to, to avoid the realities of life, right? And to avoid the, the difficulties in life that, that cause a lot of pain and a lot of, you know, and, and invite suffering into, into our lives, right? And my coach assured me that I was by no means in that kind of space and that she too had, had experienced the same phenomenon, Right. And, and so I've, I've put a lot of thought into that over the last, you know, few months. And, you know, and again, I got this domain name because, you know, happy for no reason. It just it's just so brilliant. Right. Because the, the idea is that and I know I've talked about this before and pardon me for I, I hope you're you're 
patience, and uh, I hope you can uh, accept the fact that I want to cover this again because you know even though I sprinkle these topics into almost every video I make, right? You know, you know to have it all as a as a kind of forefront and and a, you know make it the star of the show for a minute, I think is going to be very helpful, right? And so I, I've thought about this a lot over the last you know six months or whatever it is, you know, and, and this concept of happiness for no reason, right? Because most of the time, right, as I, you know, as I grew up, right, and I grew up in a family that was very uh, sort of, um, you know, money-centric, right? It was all about your career. It was all about, you know, what you do for a living, right, really defines you, right? And, and the amount of money you have, the kind of car you drive, the kind of house you live in, all that stuff defines you, the clothes you wear, the watch you have, all that stuff, right? And I, that's how I grew up, right? And, and, you know, I am no different from many other people in this world and in this this part of the world of, of the Western, you know, U.S., uh, Western Europe, whatever, you know, that, that we have this sense, this, this this sensibility that's very similar to, to what I just described, right? Whereas we, we place our self-worth, right? Our own self-value is, is placed in the you know the material goods that we have or the or the the status that we achieve in our lives right and and because of that you know myself and and many many other people in the world right we 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 have this you know perception of the world that happiness is something that we have to go and get and bring into our lives and into our ourselves right our bodies to 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 realize happiness it's something that is you know having the perfect day uh you know getting the 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 ideal you know circumstances of the right you know the right going out to dinner, the right car, the right house, the right spouse, the right, you know, all this stuff, right? Like if, if we fix all this stuff, then happiness comes from that, right? And of course, those things do offer joy, you know, and it's it's hard to to deny that, right? If I lived in a house that had twenty five rooms, and I had my own movie theater, and I had a, ten, a tennis court and a swimming pool and and basketball court, you know, indoors, so my son and I could play even in a blizzard, you know, all that. Sure, that might bring me some joy, right? But it does not bring me happiness because at some point, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's you know, I'm still open to the suffering, because at some point, circumstances are going to arise. Now, obviously, if you have enough money to like throw at every problem that you have in your life, it, it certainly will decrease the level of, of opportunities to suffer, right? But the, but the, the, you know, but in reality, most of us live in a way that, that even if we have those things, Right, even if we have a fancy car, a fancy house, a beautiful wife, I'm sounding like that talking head song, right? <laughs> if if we have all that, you know, we can still suffer, right? Because life eventually is going to reach out and it's going to cause some kind of difficulty, right? And in fact, you know, a lot of people who when you know, the more stuff they have, the more, you know, wealth and riches and, and all that fancy stuff they have, actually that causes even that that causes suffering in and of itself because what happens is, you know, you're clinging to those things again because your your self-worth is is tied to those things in such a way that you're afraid of losing it. Right. And so you spend your, your days, you know, just in fear of, of what happens if I lose all this. Right. And so, 
So then I think about, you know, then I, I kind of keep, you know, as I said, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've been journaling about it. I've been, you know, really trying to contemplate. I talk about it in these podcasts and YouTube channels. Um, but, you know, the, the, the concept of, of children, right? Like, again, you know, when my, my experience tells me, right, and my, you know, belief from my experience tells me that, that when I remove the anger when I remove the resentment, right? And, and again, I'm talking about just last year when I was, you know, in the midst of this, you know, really difficult time with, you know, coronavirus and lockdown and everything's closed. You can't get toilet paper and all that stuff. Remember that. That was really a rough time for many of us, right? And, and you know, and and during those times, you know, it was, it, it required a lot of work on my part to get rid of the resentment, right? Like this isn't fair, right? This shouldn't be happening to me. I didn't do anything wrong, right? When I when I allowed myself to 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 work that through and 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 uh, shed that, let that go, right? And I let go of the anger and I let go of the frustration and I let go of the, the shame or the grief or, or all of those things or any and all of it, right? When when I remove those things, what I realize is that it doesn't leave a void within me, right? You know, that, that in fact, when I let go of all that, it's not just emptiness. What's left there is happiness, right? Because happiness is truly our, that's our baseline, right? That's, that's the, the, the normal way for us to be. And when I, when I start thinking this way, I think of little children, right? You know, if you have a little child, you know, who, you know, controlling for developmental issues, controlling for anxiety that the child is picking up from the parents, uh, controlling for, uh, you know, illnesses and, and, and other, you know, difficulties that might be arising. But even, even in the face of a lot of that stuff, you know, little kids, three, four, five years old, they're not even suffering through that stuff the way that we think they should be suffering, right? But but when you take a bunch of three or four or five-year-old kids, right, if they've had a nap, they've had a snack, <laughs> and it's not raining outside, then they're happy, right? Like, that's their reality, is that they are happy. And again, they're not happy because it's not raining, right? That's not the, the reason they'll give. They're not happy because they had a snack. They're not happy because they had a nap. They're happy really for no reason at all. But they're happy in the absence of the, the anger and the frustration and the, and the resentment and all the, these things that would happen if it were raining or if they weren't fed well and they didn't get to take their nap, Right? And so, so it occurred to me, and, and this is something that I'm really kind of, you know, following because it, it seems so, you know, so real to me, right? That, that, you know, that the fact of the matter is that happiness is our baseline. Like we're born into this world in happiness, right? I mean, it could also be said that we're born into the world with suffering, and that's sort of the Buddhist uh, kind of, con you know, uh, concept, right? That, that, the, that life is suffering, and that is true, right? Like, like our, our minds tend towards suffering, right? But the suffering comes from the, the aversion and the clinging and the delusion and the, the, the wishing things were not the way they are, right? That's where the suffering comes from. 
you know. And, and again, I was talking, I was actually on a podcast yesterday with a, a friend of mine who uh, he was interviewing me, and we're going to be doing this uh, as a regular thing. I'll, I'll definitely uh, publish, uh, you know, kind of uh, promote that here on this channel too. Uh, but but he, you know, speaking as a Buddhist, you know, he said, when we're born, we're crying, you know. And yeah, I get that, right? <laughs> That's true. I mean, you just went through a very, very traumatic circumstance, you know, uh, experience, right? You spent nine months in this warm, you know, moist womb where everything was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, within a couple of hours, just your entire life changed and you're pushed out into this cold, bright, <laughs> really scary place, right? And so, yeah, so so we do kind of start out with suffering, right? But, but, but at the same time, you know, that suffering is very temporary and very impermanent, right? Which is another kind of aspect of, of everything that we're talking about here, right? That the things that, that prevent us from our happiness, right? The anger, the resentment, the frustrations, all these things that I've been talking about here, right? They are impermanent, right? Just like the screaming of a baby when they're first born, you know, it's impermanent. It doesn't last very long. Right. In fact, you know, with my daughter, I'll never forget, you know, I was actually the first person to hold my daughter. My wife said, no, give it to him, you know, and uh, and and uh, and and the second that I was holding her, she stopped crying. You know, and that was just amazing. You know, I wish it worked as well when she's 12. I, I seem to have lost my touch somehow. <laughs> I can't calm her down as easily. But, you know, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, so 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 the point that I'm making here is that, you know, and, and it might seem obvious to some of you, but it might not seem obvious to some of you as well. And and the the idea is that you know that the happiness is is within us, just waiting to be uncovered, right? And that the things that cover up the happiness are the the stress that we feel, and the the anger that we feel, and the the all these you know big negative emotions that cover up the happiness right? And so, so how is it? How do we do it, right? How do we get past this and, and learn to live with happiness, right? How can we uncover this happiness? I'm sure that's what you're asking yourself. And I'm happy to tell you, <laughs> I'm very happy to tell you that it's super simple. And it's what we talk about here in this, in this podcast, all right? And, and to me, you know, the way that I teach this and, and my own sort of, uh, you know, perspective on this is that it's really four main qualities, right? It's presence, it's acceptance, it's compassion, and it's curiosity. If we can cultivate each of those four qualities within our, our mind and within our body, then the result, what is left what is uncovered is true happiness, just pure happiness for absolutely no reason at all. So let's go through these four real quick. And again, I know that I talk about this a lot, right? I know. And, and I hope that you're, you're accepting, pun intended, I hope you're accepting the fact that I want to really emphasize this today in this podcast episode because it's that important. It really is, right? So the first thing is presence, right? So many of us, you know, um, you know, I've done full podcasts on this before, right? Like we are, we are, you know, encouraged throughout our entire lives to be in this sort of preparation mode 
for our entire lives, right? When you're when you're four years old, you know, next year you're gonna go to school, right? And then when you're in, you know, when you get into school in kindergarten, first grade, you now there's second grade that you're preparing for, right? And you're preparing, you know, entirely, you know, all of your your uh, grammar school is is preparing you for middle school, and middle school is preparing you for high school, high school is preparing you for college, college preparing you for a career, uh, you know, you're you you know, every time you go out on a date, you're preparing yourself for someday being married, right? And and this is this is how we are promoted to live, right? Like this is how the the system you know kind of makes this the reality, right? And so so presence is something that is not very intuitive for most of us, right? Cuz again, we're we're taught from that very early age right to the 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 prime of our intellect in our our mid 20s, right? That's what we're 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 you know, we're taught that it's all about what's happening next. And so what happens is we, we develop that as a habit, right? And, and, and it becomes an unconscious habit, right? So, so when you're, you're eating lunch, you're thinking about what's for dinner. When you're eating dinner, you're thinking about dessert, right? When you're, uh, when you're washing the dishes, you're thinking about getting done with them so you can watch your television show and have a glass of wine or a cup of tea. You know, uh, when you're, you start out at, on a journey in your car, you're thinking, about when do I get there, right? Like, when am I arriving, right? Like, like it's the first, you know, you, you, the classic thing of the kids, right? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, right? Because we, we train ourselves not to be present with what we're doing, right? Not to, to do the dishes just to do the dishes, not to enjoy the, the ride for the ride, right? Not to just enjoy the journey as opposed to the destination, Right, it's something that we're we're taught to do this through society and through generational uh, cycles, through many other kind of ways, right? But that's the effect, right? Is that we're not present, and so when we can train, when we can retrain ourselves to be present, right? So much of of that that suffering comes from you know not having yet what we want now, right? And so, and, and of course, when we're thinking about like, okay, you know, as I said before, you're thinking about, you know, when you're eating dinner, you're thinking about dessert, right? And so if you don't get the dessert that you want, then you're going to suffer, right? And, and, you're, and you're suffering because you're worried about getting the dessert you want, right? And so when we take ourselves out of the present moment and we think too much about the future and we dwell in the future and the past, right, you know, that's going to make us suffer, right? That is going to, that is going to, to, to cover up our happiness with emotions like fear, like resentment, like shame, like anger, and all of the like, right? The second concept is acceptance, right? And acceptance is a really, really big thing, right? Now, I mean, you know, uh, you know, again, when I was when I was last year, right, it was so easy for me to slip into this this mindset of it's not fair, woe is me, this is terrible, you know, how are we going to live through this? What's going to happen to us? You know, you know, what's the how is this ever going to end? You know, are we just, you know, going to starve to, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? It was really easy for me to engage in those kind of thoughts and those kind of emotions that come with those thoughts. But when I was able instead to just accept the fact that no matter what's happening, this is what's happening, 
right? And yeah, it's not what I planned. It's not what I wanted. It's not, you know, my kids are not loving it. My wife's not loving it. And I'm not loving it, right? But that doesn't mean I can't accept it, right? An easier way to look at this and a very, very simple example that I use all the time is a traffic jam right? You get stuck in a traffic jam. You have somewhere to go and you're stuck, right? Now you're going to be late for wherever you're going. And maybe it's a really important meeting and maybe there's going to be definite and and negative consequences because you're late, right? Maybe you're going to pick up your child and you're, you, you know, your child is going to be afraid and feel alone and, and, and be worried about it. And that's something that, that is hurtful to you, right? Like that's not something that any parent wants to feel, right? So you're stuck in this traffic, right? And it's two miles till the next exit, nothing you can do, right? So now you have two choices, right? You could sit there and you could stew and you could slam your fist on the steering wheel or on the dashboard and you could, you know, you could just sit and, and you know, just beat yourself up that you didn't leave 20 minutes earlier or or beat yourself or, or, or just, you know, just get angry at whatever's causing this traffic, you know, some stupid driver on their stupid cell phone probably, you know, whatever it is, right? You know, you could get into that place, right? And, and, and get yourself into a very, very, you know, painful place of suffering, right? Where no happiness can be found, right? Or you can decide to just accept the fact that there's nothing you can do about it. And so that getting upset about it and getting worked up in the way that I just described is only going to hurt you, right? But no matter which choice you make, the one thing that doesn't change is the traffic jam, right? Like there's no amount of worrying that's going to make the, the traffic just start moving, right? The traffic's going to start moving when the cause of the traffic is eliminated. And that has absolutely nothing to do with you sitting in your, in your car in the middle of this traffic jam. So when we can accept what is happening, it doesn't mean we have to like it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to try to get off the, you know, we're going to get off that next exit, right? I'm not going to just sit here and just say, oh, I'm stuck in traffic forever and too bad. And, you know, no, I'm going to try my best to get off and, and get to where I'm going as quickly as I can because that's important, right? So it's not surrender. It's not acquiescence. But it's acceptance of what is happening. And now once I'm accepting of what is happening, now I can work with what is happening and now I can figure out a solution, right? But when I'm not accepting what's happening, then my mind gets, you know, because of the stress response, my mind gets all jumbled up and I can't really come up with a a sound, you know, and reasonable uh, uh, solution to the problem that I'm having. Right now, we can call that that can exist on a on 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 the context and the level of a of a traffic jam, and it could also exist on the level of a of a devastating injury, or it could exist on the on the level of a of a uh, uh, you know a, a terrible financial setback, right? And it could even happen in the in the face of you know of of real big deal stuff, right? Like like living in a war torn. You know, country or or being thrown in prison unfairly, right? Like, I'm reminded of Nelson Mandela, right? Who came out of what, 30 some odd years of captivity where he was tortured, he was beaten, he was starved, he was humiliated, right? And he came out of there. and, And one day he saw one of his captors, one of the people who literally tortured him. And what did he do? He invited the man to come and sit at his table and eat some food. That, that he was providing, right? I think it was in a restaurant that I heard that story. Um, 
So, I mean, so if, if it can happen on that level, right? So, so the, the point is that, that all suffering is not equal, right? Like what Nelson Mandela went through is far, far greater, you know, pain and, and, and difficulty than what I went through last year, right? And certainly is far, far greater than any traffic jam, right? I mean, the first world problems, right? But, but the fact of the matter is that, that the same concept will apply. It might be more difficult in a in a position like Nelson Mandela, right, or or somebody here in the U.S. who's been in prison for you know eight years on a crime that they didn't commit, right? You know, it's it's you know it's it's going to be you know it's going to take more work to accept that than it is to accept a traffic jam. But the same principle applies in both cases, right? Now the the third concept and the third way in which we can lose our happiness is how we allow other people to affect us, right? When somebody says something mean to us, when somebody, you know, when our kids are flying off the wall and just, you know, making no sense and just causing us to to be, you know, <laughs> just causing us difficulty, right? Or or you know, you have a, a, a an employer who's being unfair to you or you have a government who's not taking care of its people during a coronavirus, uh, you know, pandemic and lockdown and everything else, right? You know, you, you see things in the world that other people are taking action that that cause you to feel that suffering, right? Well, compassion is the way in which we can look at these people and we can we can honestly and accurately say that you know, given the same circumstances, if you were in their position, you would probably do the same exact thing, right? And and what that means Right. And of course, it's easy to say, no, 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 I would never do that. But you can't say that unless you have walked every single minute in that person's shoes. Right. Even Thich Nhat Hanh, who's, a, 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 you know, the embodiment of peace on earth. You know, he, he says this, that, you know, that, that there's pirates out there on the coast of, of, uh, of you know, Vietnam and Thailand who, who do horrible, horrible things to people. But Thich Nhat Hanh says that, you know, if I were in that position, I would do the same things as them because they don't know that it's wrong, right? Because that's their reality, right? And so, so compassion is what allows us to, to recognize and to realize that every single creature on earth is doing the same thing every single day, which is to say that we are all taking action in the interest of, of increasing our happiness and, and decreasing our suffering. That is the motivation universally for every creature on earth. And, and that is, you know, when once we can reframe it in that way and we can see that, that these horrible things that people are doing, you know, they're, and again, this is on a sliding scale, everything from the person who cut you off on your way to work today to the person who is, you know, killing hundreds of people in a, in a massacre, right? Like, like this, it's, it's a sliding scale, you know, it's a spectrum, but the same the same reality applies, that, that each of these people, the person who cut you off on the way to work today and the person who slaughtered people in cold blood, the same, con- the, the same reality and logic applies that each of these people was acting in a way that they thought would increase their happiness and decrease their suffering. It really is that simple and straightforward. And then finally, we come to curiosity, right? 
And curiosity is, you know, in, in mindfulness, you know, when, we, when we're first learning mindfulness and, and, you know, the definition, the very definition of mindfulness is, is non-judging moment-to-moment awareness, right? And that non-judging part, right, is so when we, when we, when we label a particular, you know, experience, the traffic jam, the, the screaming child, the, you know, the, 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 the setback financially, right? When we, when we label these experiences as bad, right, what we automatically want to do is we want to avoid them, right? We want to get rid of them. We want to get out of there, right? And likewise, when we label an experience as good, we want to cling to it and we want to, you know, never let it go, right? So when we're, you know, and this is where a lot of our suffering comes from, right? Because, you know, and again, it's, it's all tied together, right? Because accepting things that are bad, right? Quote, unquote, bad. I'm doing the air quotes for all of you on the, on the podcast here. You know, when we, when we can accept the things that are bad, right? And also accept the fact that the good things are not going to last forever, right? When we can accept this, then then it doesn't feel, you know, we don't succumb to that clinging or that aversion, right? And so, and so curiosity is the way to, to, you know, employ that non-judging awareness, right? Because, because, you know, it's natural to want to judge things, right? And again, this is something we're taught, right? We're taught a headache is bad. So you got to take an Advil and feel good, right? You know, it's, it's just baked into our existence, right? But a headache is not bad. A headache is just, it's uncomfortable, but it's not bad. It's just a function of your body, right? There's something that's causing the headache. And in fact, you know, you'd be wise to listen to the headache and to pay attention to it and to try to find the root of the headache, so that you can feel better, but also make sure that you're not, you know, really sick, right? Make sure that there's not something underlying here that could be really damaging to you on a much bigger level than, than an Advil will take care of, right? And so when we're curious about things, right, when we're curious about the headache, when we're curious about the, the emotions we're feeling, the thoughts that we're having and, and everything else, then it, it, it helps us to not get entangled in them, to not get stuck in them. Right. And instead, take a step back and 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 realize that, you know, it's just what's happening, whether it's it's something that we wanted to happen or something we didn't want to happen. It's the reality. And so and so if I can be curious about it, then I'm not I'm less likely to judge it. And if I'm if I don't judge it, then I'm less likely to suffer from it. And in the absence of all of this suffering lies my happiness. And therefore, I am happy for no reason at all. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode today. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you found it inspiring. And I hope you find it um, uh, educational. And uh, and if you if any of the above is true, then let me know. And if any of the above is not true, and you maybe have some questions or concern, some concerns or maybe some arguments about what I've said. I, I actually posted something this morning on social media, and a very good friend of mine is arguing with me about it. And that's cool. I want the argument. You know, it's not, it doesn't mean that we have to be mean to each other. It doesn't mean that we can't be compassionate and still debate something that you have an argument about. So if, if you have something here that I've said that you don't agree with, I would love to hear from you. In other words, I'd love to hear from you for no reason at all, anyone, you know, because that also is part of what we're talking about, right? (laughs) Ah, 
So, folks, it's true. And and so so the thing about this is though, it's not it's not something where you can just snap your fingers and say, okay, I'm going to accept everything. Okay, I'm going to be present. Okay, I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be curious. It doesn't work like that, right? Because you you've been you know you've you've conditioned yourself or or people have conditioned you for you or a combination of the two for many years probably. Right. If you're if you're a 35 year old person, say, you know, then for the last, you know, 35 years, you've been conditioned to the way that you are right now. And if that way is not if that way is that you are is lacking in any one of those four things, well, it's not really just your fault. Right. It's not your fault at all. It's just the way it's been. Right. So there's no need to be resentful or, or angry about it. But the key is to simply practice, right? Because knowing that you have, you know, all of this influence behind you that's brought you to this point, you know, accepting and understanding with presence, acceptance, compassion, and curiosity, then it's going to take some work to get out, right? The really good news is that it's nowhere near an equal amount of time, right? Because it didn't take you 35 years to develop these habits. You've just been practicing them for 35 years. The good news is that within about eight weeks or so of practicing presence, compassion, acceptance, and curiosity, you can form new habits and you can form a new way of being and you too can seriously be happy for no reason at all. And I would love to help you do that. So if you'd like some information on how I can help you, please reach out, okay? Reply to the email you got this link on. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube. I think you can leave a comment on the on the uh, podcast app. I'm not sure about that. But in any case, you can either email me at art at artburnscoaching.com or go over to my current website, uh, artburnscoaching.com. And, and at the bottom of every page, there's a, a link that you can get into my calendar. It's got a clock on it. You can't miss it. It says book a free call hit that link you 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 know just find a day and a time that works for you that it that is also open for me. Everything that's open I think is in black. Everything that's not open is in gray. I believe that's how it's set up. Pick the time, click on it, enter your email, your phone number, and I think I don't even know if I have any questions at this point on there. I used to have some questions to sort of prepare people for the call or whatever, but I'm open now. So just you know it's a 45 minute call. We're gonna talk about exactly what you want to talk about. And so if you're interested in that, there's no cost to this. I cover the cost for that first call. And if you're interested in during that call, you know, oftentimes it will arise like, okay, well, how do we do this on an ongoing basis? And I'll, I'll share that with you. But if you're not interested in that, there's no pressure. I promise you that. And I, and I, I invite you to challenge me on that because I never pressure anyone. And that's something that people have told me time and time again. And I would love to show you what it feels like to have this, you know, YouTube guy, this podcast guy not try to sell you something, but instead just show up to try to help you because that's what I'm going to do. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back in tomorrow. Take care.